0: This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Carlin Matto. Who is the author of A Path Revealed, New Hope, Love and Joy found us deep in a maze called Alzheimer's Alzheimer's, which describes the seventeen year old Odyssey of caring for his wife. Are you there, Carlin?
1: I am here, John. How are you doing? Pretty good. Just one Pretty good. just one thing going into our conversation. My last name gets mishandled in many ways, but it is Maddox, M-A-D-D-U-X, just for clarification going forward here.
0: Well, thank you. I I didn't mean to to mash it up so bad.
1: uh, That's one of the better ways it's been mashed up, so don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I should tell you that uh, in, in, as as a preface, that uh, my my mother... um, died of Alzheimer's mm. and and she she's suffered with it uh, for a period of about I'm going to say 13 14 years
1: at what age did she was she diagnosed John she
0: she was diagnosed in her 70s okay. and she uh, she passed when she was 89 wow yeah it's hard,
1: um, no matter no matter
0: the age. No, you're right. It's um, it. That's why it was important for me to to get through as much as your book, which I did. I did a pretty good job of getting through it, and um, there's there's a lot of similarities. Let me tell you, a lot of similarities. It's yeah, just okay. something that, uh, you know, it's something just won't go away. No you're matter right. what you do. You're right. When did you decide, I know you're you're a writer, reporter, you've been that uh, all your professional career. When did you finally say, it's time to to write the book?
1: Um, My wife was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 1997. She had just turned 50 years old uh, with what they call early onset Alzheimer's. Back in the day, they called it that. And then uh, we lived uh, through this odyssey uh, for 17 years, and she died in uh, six years ago, June of 2014. Uh, I had not really been, I mean, I had a couple of mentors who had, I'd been sharing um, information with and journal entries and whatever who had been saying, Carlin, you just need to do something with this. And I just, Had not been. uh, I just didn't have the gumption to do it in in those years. But after after she died, I I guess it was uh, 2014, 15, uh, maybe a little bit before Martha died. And um, it uh, as I was writing it, it, I, I found out in hindsight that it was very. It was a very good grieving process for me. I mean, when I sat down. To say, okay, I'm going to try to write a book, write a memoir on this. I um, I pulled out my journals. I had started a journal not long after Martha was diagnosed, and uh, it wasn't for any quote spiritual reasons or any other than I just had so much information coming at me. I had to have some place to keep uh, to keep tabs on it. And so I, I think it was about fourteen volumes later that I just stopped writing it. Not long after, not long before or after Martha had died. But anyway, back to writing the book. Uh, I went back and I reopened my early journal entries. And I said, Oh man, this is wrong. This this is going to be hard to do. I don't know if I can do this. And finally, uh, I got over that, and just using my journal entry to just just to peg my memory back through the year because I I couldn't have remembered all i that written about just not having written but written the journal, and uh, so that's it was about 2014 or 15. The book came out in 2016. And uh, so it was about then that I decided to write it.
0: Yes. Well, it's not an easy topic to write about, um, and and what it brings with it. Um, that's that's a, and I you know, I, I think you did a good job in in laying out your book, uh, and also the uh, various uh, elements or sections uh, towards the end. Uh, those are uh, th- I thought that was a good job on that uh, very good um, uh, thank
1: you, you no know, it, it, it was it was difficult and I had an editor working with me sort of chapter by chapter uh, I had never written a book before and I haven't written one since but um, the the thing that my, my book is not a caregiver's guidebook John uh there are plenty of those on the market today and as I began to explore what books were out there there were plenty uh so alzheimer's is is the context of my book uh the focus of my book is what i call a spiritual odyssey if you will through which uh through which we moved in relation to alzheimer's and i use the term odyssey specifically Rather than something like path or journey or whatever. Uh, I just, uh, journey seems too tame and too planned but for what we went through, and I know what you probably went through. Uh, Odyssey, in the classical sense, you, you wake up in a strange, foreign land someday, just a sort of a bizarre place, and you're just lost, you're hurt, you're confused and you want to get back home and you'll do anything to get home and so that's what our storyline was about of just how do i how do we find home again and and when you do get home that, that is if you do you just find out home is not the same place as when you left and you're really not the same person as when you left and I suspect you can identify some with that.
0: Oh, I can very much so. I know that as I as I I read through the uh, in the chapters, and then when I got to the when I got close to the end, I started I cheated a little bit and I looked at, at the like, last couple of pages, and sure enough, there it, it was entitled the last page. And. Uh-huh. It, it that's that that's that's good that's very good it's uh it kind of helped the uh the reader as i am or was to um you know to, to try to put it all together uh, you really can't put it all together if you know what i'm saying but no. you can try to put it all together
1: no it's sort of just uh, backing up from that a bit and just going up to Sort of a high altitude before that it just uh i don't I don't know how many of your <clears throat> listeners are have had to deal with Alzheimer's, but just the context of it um, it's estimated whether within the United States it's estimated about five and a half million people have been, have been diagnosed with it. there may be a lot more who have not been diagnosed with it. And for those five and a half million people, there are about another three persons within the family working as caregivers, serving as caregivers on an average. So this is about 25 million people being directly affected by this tragic disease today. And the, I mean, to put that in perspective, if if the 25 these 25 million people were a state this would be the third largest state in the country behind California and Texas mm. and and uh so it's just having an impact uh across a wide spectrum of folks uh i think women probably two uh, women uh, those with alzheimers are two out of three are probably women as it's estimated, and and many of those had been quote caregivers, mothers, sisters within their own family, and and so that whole sense of talent and skill has just been lost. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the it, it just coming back down to earth and being a little more specific uh, to what to what you're talking about. Uh, one of the hardest things, I, well, there are a lot of hard things here, John. But uh, a hard thing for me, uh, as we went through this, at least initially, was realizing I needed to take care of myself if I were going to be able to take care of Martha. Um, and that, that I, I just thought. Hey, I, I don't need any help. I don't need anybody to help me here. do I don't need to call on any friends or whatever else. And uh, that just, I'm glad I learned that sooner rather than later because it just the statistics on caregivers uh, who often die sooner than their loved ones are pretty devastating and uh so i just had to learn to take care of myself and and be um attentive to that and that's not being selfish that's just being protective of me and being protective of my wife martha and being protective of our three children david rachel and Catherine. they and when martha was diagnosed in 97 they were still in high school and college so they hadn't gone out on their own at that point and uh so that's a, that was a lot of taking care of that needed to be done. And uh, so I, I was able to do that in several ways. Um, one of the ways, uh, about two years into our odyssey, um, our sister-in-law came, came to Bartha, and our sister-in-law just had an uncanny sense of, a person's need. I just don't know how to explain it. She's just a rare individual. But anyway, she came to Martha and said, Martha, why don't you, let's let's go get in a watercolor painting class. And I was just thinking to myself, well, that's going to be interesting. Martha's never done anything like that. She has always been a very vibrant person, <clears throat> outdoors person. She liked tennis. She liked Hiking. She liked this and that. She liked politics, and she had been on the city council in Saint Petersburg for several years. And I just, I just thought that that wasn't going to go anywhere. But uh, Martha decided to do that because this was KK, our sister-in-law, who was asking her and and going to do it with her. And I was just amazed at some of the, Martha just really got engaged to her. Before uh, this happened, her confidence had just disappeared. And Martha was, if anything, a very self-confident person. And uh, so the her confidence, her, as she got into this watercolor painting, her confidence just began to bloom again and just flourish. And she would come to me and say, Carla, we need to go out here to the art store. We need to get this, 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 and this, this. So I went with her and 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 and, and did it. And loved doing it. And um, and uh, it was just so amazing to me some of the stuff that she painted. Um, I, I show that on my website. Some of the things. And um, the, the, I remember the, the the teacher in the class came to me at some point and said, Carlin. I don't know where this is coming from. This coloration that Martha is using, which is bright, vivid colors and a mix of colors, I don't know where this is coming from, but uh, uh, it just can't be taught. Can't be. Can't be taught. And uh, and so we had about a two-year period of of that two to three-year period of her being involved with this watercolor painting before that began to fade away uh there were other things just uh i we were very fortunate um, in in terms of taking care of ourselves learning to take care of ourselves um I, i remember when we came home from the diagnosis martha's first words to me were i do not want to tell anyone i don't want to tell our children i don't want to tell my parents and brothers and i certainly don't want to tell our friends and uh but there was one person that she was willing to talk with a former a retired pastor and a very good friend of ours by the name of Lacey. and he came over as soon as we called him and um as he listened to us and what we were saying uh he just suggested he said you know i have a good friend uh with the, uh, a community and and um Kentucky, Sisters of Loretta community. Her name is Sister Elaine. And I just would encourage you to visit with her. I don't know what would come out of it, but I think it would be very meaningful. She just has a gift of discernment that I just haven't come across in anybody else. So Martha and I talked about it, and and we went to that. And so that uh, that was a very meaningful week's visit for us. Uh, in terms of things that we heard and learned and whatever, and we, and we drove into uh, the community feeling sort of rather quite dejected, as you can imagine, and we drove out with some sense of hope and some sense of direction. and whatever so uh, whatever your audience's uh religious faith is uh just it, they just if they have it they need to tap into it if, uh, whatever their community is it's just it, it's very important to tap into a community that you're close to and that you have confidence in and that will listen to you and uh, th- that was something that we were very fortunate to find very early in our in our in our odyssey here uh so you still th- those are a couple couple of things that come to mind
0: let me ask you this are you still are you still meditating
1: uh Is after still part well of your over life 20, after well over twenty five years i am still meditating <laughs> very and, good
0: very good yep yeah,
1: i uh uh, our Martha grew up in the Presbyterian church I became Presbyterian after we got married Our kids were baptized in the Presbyterian church And I didn't know a soul who knew In the Presbyterian church who knew meditation in those days But Sister Elaine suggested that we check it out And when we got back home uh, Our friend Lacey, this Presbyterian minister we I, I didn't expect him to know what I was talking about But I asked him, I said, you know uh, anything about meditation. And he said, well, I know a little bit. And he directed us to a, um, a father, John Main, a Benedictine monk who had was not living at that time, but had recordings and, and books and whatever else. He said, he's about the simplest I've come across in terms of learning how to meditate and whatever. So we got involved in that. And uh, what what Martha and I would do would be uh, we decided on a word or a, quote, mantra, and then we'd sit together uh, side by side, hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I I, I didn't know if Martha would be able to repeat it or not in her mind, so I just quietly repeated it for both of us. Mm -hmm. And in those early years, our anxiety level just – went way down john Mm -hmm. i mean it just that was very very helpful to just uh, take uh, our anxiety didn't disappear and it would flare up don't misunderstand me but on a continuing basis it just really helped to go down yes And, and i remember towards the end when martha was not able to talk she was not able to walk she wasn't able to feed herself and she had moved into a nursing home, and I would visit with her uh, five or six days a week. Mm-hmm. And I often would find Martha uh, curled up in a in a fetal position in her chair or in her bed.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: just looking anxious, and I didn't know what was going on, didn't know what was making her that way. But then I would just sit beside her and slip my hand into hers, and just repeat this word again. And, and then she, uh, not long, most of the time, her body would just begin to unfold and relax. And there just was a quiet presence in the room that often would come that I just haven't experienced since that time. And that was that was very important. I think it's a very healing for us
0: both during those years. Well, you have uh, quite a spiritual endeavor that I um, tapped into from myself, and mm-hmm. the uh, the 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 why and the why fours, and why nots, and it's um, it's it just goes round and round and round and round, and and then you say, stop. Wait a second. Now let's 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 ground ourselves again, and mm-hmm. start all over." And start all over. Yeah. Um, it was quite a battle for me. Um, my mother uh, was at a nursing home. Uh, she was then at uh, uh, an age of in her mid-80s. And she, um, she tripped and fell on a sidewalk. Oh, my. Uh. Broke her hip. Mm. And, and she never learned how to walk again because she couldn't remember how to walk again. Wow. And, uh, she didn't really have any medication or anything, but she, one day she just stopped eating and, uh, even bacon. (laughs) I knew it was the end when she turned down bacon. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she's probably laughing at me over that right now. (laughs) Okay. I hear you. Um, We should, um, acknowledge i guess that november is the national national alzheimer's month
1: it is indeed for the united states and Mm -hmm. um, i think one of the ways i would suggest uh, to your listeners to uh, acknowledge that and to pay it forward some is they may not be aware that there is an alzheimer's stamp available through the post office and uh it costs 65 cents uh, against whatever the regular rate of the first class stamp is and it's just a very inexpensive uh, effective way uh the 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 net proceeds of this stamp go to the national institutes of health for alzheimer's research Mm -hmm. and uh a little over a million dollars has been raised since i think it was first instituted in 19 uh 20, 2017 i i remember correctly so i would just i would make that suggestion to someone to say how, how can i be a, be of help or you could you know donate to uh, the Alzheimer's Association or there's a group that i'm involved with called us against alzheimers Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh so there's several ways to help but uh, just to acknowledge that would be a great
0: great thing to do yes yeah i think so too i um uh i wonder though if the you know the the, the, the spiritual endeavor i've described it uh a lot of that is um uh, uh a, 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 how do I say this? A spiritual wrestling match of, of sorts, a spiritual. Um, uh, I'm searching a for a struggle. Words. It's yeah, a struggle. There you go. It's a struggle. It is. That's the word I was looking for. Um, well, but uh, just what you're describing
1: based on my experience, and we can compare it here. The thing I've learned is we never become expert at this. We're always a beginner, and just starting over each time almost, and um, and that's the way I am with meditation. I feel like I'm just uh, my mind still gets cluttered with ideas and things that need to certainly to learn to let go of, and and it's it, it is just that. Um, uh, you don't ever have a final answer on I have. oh yeah i've I've arrived you know? mm-hmm. and, uh, but I, I remember up up at the sisters of loretta um uh, martha and i traveled over one evening to uh to a monastery called the abbey of gethsemane that your listeners may have heard of this had been made somewhat famous by Uh, Thomas Merton who had written a lot from there and um, we went over to their evening service that's called Compliance, C-O-N-P-L-I-N-E and then following that went around to a little room to listen to a homily by Father Matthew Kelty And, uh, and I just listened to him and I think Martha and I felt we were feeling the same thing, we didn't know whether to laugh or cry listening to him. He was the most one of the most succinct Christian speakers that we'd ever heard, and uh, I could tell Martha just really got connected with him quickly and when he was slipping out the back out behind us out back, she ran right up to him and started talking to him i just said what's that what's that about and when Martha came back. Uh, she said that she had mentioned to uh, Father Matthew what she was having to deal with, and and would like to meet with him. And he said, "Well, come by tomorrow at such a time." And and we did. We came back and met with him. She uh, Let Martha meet with him for about an hour privately. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But one of
1: one of his statements about suffering, and we're talking about suffering here with this.
0: Mm-hmm. He said,
1: he, "He just he just said, you know." Uh, we know suffering has something to do with our salvation, or whatever you want to call it.
0: Uh,
1: but he says to say anything more than that is dangerous stuff, and uh, that just made a lot, that just still rings true to me. To try to say, "Oh yeah, God's making me suffer and everything else and whatever," no, 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 no. Just just acknowledge that there is a an ebb and a flow going on here and uh, a transformation going on here and just uh, stay true to the course. And um, and it, it is indeed uh, an odyssey. I mean, it's just you're, you're in, you're out, you're up, you're down, and I want home, I want to get home, but I'm lost in the cave somewhere and whatever else, however you want to
0: describe mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Very well put. And it's not easy to describe that until you've really been through it, as no. you have. No. Uh, yeah. Carlin, tell my audience, all our listeners, how they can get in touch with you.
1: Uh, well, thank you for that. Yes, uh, I write a blog post, and it's uh, www.carlin, C-A-R-L-E-N, Maddox, M-A-D-D-U-X, dot com. Or I uh, also have uh, I have my email address on there, which is Carlin C A R L E N at Carlin Maddux M A D D U X dot com. Um, my book uh, A Path Revealed uh, has been up on Amazon ever since it published. It, it can also be bought through any local bookstore. It more than likely, would have to be ordered. Uh, but uh, so th- those are two or three places we can touch, and then uh, if it, with my blog, if you're interested, you can sign up to receive my posts ongoing. I've been uh, been uh, doing this blog since 2015, and uh, have a, have a number of folks who are uh, still with me on this on this uh, journey, this odyssey. And uh, so I'd love to have anybody connect with me if they would. So cheers. Yes.
0: I'm sure they will. Um, Carlin, thanks again for being my guest today. I've enjoyed uh, it, John. Yes. Yes, me too. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all.